Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Everybody grew to the music. Everybody jam. You like this one, Hugh? Not at all. No? No. Nah. Oh, that's not a way to I, welcome I our next guest. I can just imagine, you know, some people dancing all beat at the club listening to this right now. No, I'm not. not a big well, I know someone who probably likes it. Elliot Shore Parks joins us right now on the Midday Show. Elliot, how we doing? Man, I'm, I'm dancing on beat to that right now. You got like, that's it? A, that's a banger right there, of course. That's absolutely. Not, I would not consider that a banger. No, it's not a banger. It's not a banger. But, 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 but it is a great song. It is. not enough things to be a banger, but, it, but it is a great song. It, it certainly fits in. At least he knew he oversold it just a little That's bit. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. That's what we do on WIP. Bit. We oversell sometimes. Better oversell exactly. than undersell. Elliot, hopefully uh, this injury for Joel Embiid, it, it was oversold last night. Hopefully it's not as bad as it may have looked or we think. But let me ask you this, Elliot. As we, uh, we're a week and a day from the NBA trade deadline. Do you think that the Joel injury situation should change the way the Sixers approach the deadline? And obviously, meaning by that, not going all in because of the fear that he's going to miss a lot of time here. No, absolutely not. I think if, any, if it changes anything, I think it puts more pressure on them to go out and do something. Because for, for two reasons. One, when Joel is healthy, they're 26-8. and eight. They're arguably the best team in the NBA when he's healthy. The Celtics are right there with him. The Bucks have played good. Uh, but they're arguably the best team. And so I think that you have to look at reinforcing this roster because when this roster is healthy, they're the best. But, but let's say that he's not healthy. This is your chance to go get a guy, like to go get a Deontay Murray, to go get a LeBron James, somebody that can carry this team or at least have a better chance to carry this team than the players you would be trading out. So, no, I don't think last night changes anything. And if it does, I think it just reinforces more pressure that this trade deadline is a massive one because you have to make the move now as opposed to this offseason. Speaking of pressure, what do you make of the rumor that there was pressure for Jordan to play last night because he felt pressure for not playing in Denver? Yeah, so I'll I'll start by saying I was happy Joel played last night. Like, I I like to see Joel. The team had lost three straight games. They didn't have Maxi. They were missing other key guys. Like, I like that Joel wanted to go out there and play. I thought it was, like, an admirable admirable thing to do, and I thought it was a good leadership thing to do. But if he did it because he felt pressure from the outside, like, I don't like that motive. I don't think Joel should be listening to what people say on the outside. The reason I was disappointed he didn't play in Denver is because it was portrayed like it was a 50-50 thing. And then he, he just, you know, the team decided to be cautious. I thought that was a game where it was worth pushing through because of the stage. And I think last night, like, was also one that was worth going out there and trying. I think the mistake that they made was keeping him in. 
Like it was very clear after the first eight minutes that, that he was not himself. So I hope he didn't play because of outside noise. I think that would be the wrong reason to make a decision. But the real mistake that was made was keeping him in. Elliot, who do you blame more for when this happens? And it's happened many times over his career where he's kind of half in, half out, 50-50, and then he's the one that says he's going to give it a go. I mean, we know there's doctors there that will look him over, but I think a lot of this is they're going off of what he's telling them, right? If he says, I feel fine, they're not in his body. They're going to say, all right. And if he says, I, I'm in bad shape here, obviously they're not going to push him. It, it's weird because we don't know why he plays when he does or doesn't when he doesn't. It, uh, we just see whether he's on the court or not. Do you have more frustration with him when this happens, or is it the team for not saying, hey, Joel, you need to just sit tonight? Yeah, it's an it's a interesting question because I don't even know if blame is the right word. Like, I, I can't fault the guy for wanting to play. Like, the whole thing with Joel's career has been he's hurt, he doesn't play, you know, he's not there in big moments. So I, that's why, again, I thought last night like was an admirable decision. I thought it was the correct decision for Joel to make. So, you know, should there be someone sitting there and going, look, like you can't play. And I think we saw that it was very obvious when that game started that, that he shouldn't have been out there. So for last night, if I had to say who I thought dropped the ball more, I think it was on the Sixers. And I think they dropped the ball in Denver, too. Like they, they helped create the perception that he was close to playing. Right. I mean, before the game. He wasn't on the injury report. He warmed up. He traveled to Denver, obviously. And so the perception was he was going to play. And I think that's on the team. And then last night, you look at it again. I think a good decision by Joel to go out there. But they needed to be, you know, for better, for lack of a better term, like the adult in the room and say, hey, man, like we like that you want to play, but, but you're, you're out. Like you're not playing anymore. So I think last night was more on the Sixers. We're talking Elliott Shore Parks here. Sixers, Joel waiting for MRI results. And then obviously there's a big offseason going on right now with the Eagles. Elliott, what do, you, what do you make of the Belichick stuff that keeps coming out? Yesterday, Greg Bedard up in Boston on 98.5 said the Eagles poked around on Belichick. He believes, and he's heard, if Sirianni maybe wasn't amenable to the changes, that Belichick could be here. Obviously they made their decision, but it does seem like from a lot of different reports, Florio, Greg Bedard, they poked around the Belichick. What do you make of how this all played out and what we're hearing? Yeah, I think the Eagles dodged a bullet. Like, if they actually had interest in Belichick and it didn't work out, I think it's one of the best things that's happened to this franchise since they didn't hire Josh McDaniels. Like, I think Belichick would have been an absolute disaster here. And if the reason that they, they, you know, in some ways picked Sirianni over Belichick is because Sirianni was willing to work with them on the staff, then that's even more of a reason why, why I think it's good that Belichick's not here. Belichick coming to this team would have been a disaster. He doesn't work well with people. You saw that in New England. He's not a good head coach if he doesn't have Tom Brady. And he can't fix what the main problem with this team is, which is that Jalen Hurts took a step back last year. So if they had interest, like I think that would have been a mistake. But my main takeaway when I heard that was, man, like great thing for this team that it didn't work out because they're in way better situation with Nick Sirianni as their head coach than they would have been with Bill Belichick. So I'm on the opposite side. I think they made a mistake here not going with Belichick, but they're going with, with the, because he's a better coach than Sirianni. How is he a better coach? Elliot. His, Tell his, me. His entire career in the NFL. With Tom Brady. No, with not, not Tom just Brady. with Tom Brady. He got the Browns to the playoffs in the 90s. He took Matt Castle to an 11-win season. They scored 420 points with Matt Castle. He's yeah, a bad – you know, Elliot, hold on. The Eagles, he's a, won, he, the Eagles won 11 games last year and made the playoffs last year. So your feeling of what Belichick accomplished without Brady is the floor of why you fear – can't do the so, the, but there's more to it. What I believe is Bill has lost it as an executive. He can't. He, he can't do it. I mean, he's he's just a coach now, 
And here, he'd have players. He doesn't have players in New England, albeit it's his fault he doesn't have players. But I don't think he's lost it as a coach. I think he doesn't have the player. didn't have the players. I mean, Elliot, Andy's last three years here are the same as, as Bill's last three years in New England. doesn't mean you forget to coach. You just have a bad few years. Well, so a couple things. One, Andy was, I believe, 55 when he left the Eagles. Belichick is 72. I don't know many 72-year-olds that have had success that are super open to changing the way they do things. So you're right. Like part of his downfall is personnel. But if you think Belichick would have came here and worked with Howie Roseman, then I think you're being delusional as to how this would have worked out. Like in Bel- if you read the coverage of how it fell apart in New England, because he didn't listen to anybody. He wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't work with Kraft anymore. He was only hiring his own guys. So I agree that, look, if Belichick wanted to come in and be a defensive coordinator, yeah, maybe I'd have some interest in that, although I really wouldn't want him in the building. But if he wanted to do that, like, I might be open to it. But as someone that's running the team and is going to have say on things, no, I don't think he's proven at all that he's the guy for the job unless you're bringing prime Tom Brady with him. Well, that's not happening because that those days no, are over. That's a wrap. Kiss baby. All right, so, Elliot, what do you think about how this played out? So I think we discussed last week the Fangio thing, but now it's complete, right? The whole thing is complete because Kellen Moore – is on offense. What, what's your updated take on the coaching staff, specifically the Kellen Moore hire? Yeah, so I think Kellen Moore, they're probably, and you, maybe you would know the answer to this off the top of your head, but I don't think there's probably another offensive coordinator in the league that has called plays for what will be now a, stri- a sixth straight season without being a head coach. Mm. Like, there can't be many guys that are, have, have as, many, as many reps at doing this in a row as Kellen Moore does. So I do think that from a pure experience standpoint, this is an upgrade. Like, I, I think that Brian Johnson got a bit of a, a bad rap here. Like, I think he was a better, a better coach than he was given credit for. But I think his inexperience hurt the team last year. I think Kellen Moore is going to come in, and while he's not as experienced as Vic Fangio, I think he brings experience. Like, he's done it a bunch of years in a row. He's called plays for multiple uh, quarterbacks. He's worked with multiple head coaches, multiple franchises. So I think he just has a lot of experience that Brian Johnson didn't have. I don't think that uh, he's going to come and bring some like crazy new offense where we're seeing all types of new plays. And like, I think he'll bring different things, but I don't think he's an exciting hire from like a Chip Kelly perspective. Like when Chip came, it was, what are we going to see? I think, you know, what you're going to see with Kellen Moore, but I think his experience and you know, the production he's had is, is a positive. So I think it's a good hire. Elliot, I think you're right. I just scrolled quickly through, you know, the NFL play callers from this year. I think you're right on that. And you know, uh, excluding head coaches, I don't right. think anyone, yeah, has has co- has called plays for this long, uh, you know, again consistently. That, that's a, that's a really interesting point on Kellen Moore. All right, Elliot, let's talk well, about the, the other part of that really quick. Is if you look at Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick sticking around, a big concern of high, of this like structure is if you lose your play caller. Like maybe they're not going to lose Kellen Moore. Like he hasn't been a head coach yet, and if you look, a lot of coordinators are sticking around. So I think there's a good chance if he does good, Kellen Moore will be here in 2025. Yeah, continuity. I mean, that's always a good thing, especially for a guy like Hertz, who you know we've heard that that's when he's at his best. All right, Elliot, let's let's take a big picture look at the off season. I think there's there's probably one of two ways they could go here, right? They could try to run most of it back not take big cap hits, try to fix the holes and try to really compete next year. And that means, you know, maybe keeping guys like Slay and or Bradbury, or they could take a sledgehammer to it. And how he's done that before when they've kind of felt like they're in some trouble here. Elliot, what do you think they should do? What do you think is more likely? So I, I think you probably have to take a sledgehammer to the linebacker and, and safety position. Like you, you need all new bodies there. Like Reed Blankenship can come back and compete for a job and I'm fine with him starting. But you need another safety opposite. Uh, 
Blankenship. Sidney Brown, I think, has potential, but he's coming off a major knee injury. You can't count on him being a starter. A linebacker, you know, if you want to bring Zach Cunningham back, sure. If you want to give Nakobe a chance in camp, like, whatever. But I think you have to go out and get impact players there. I'm not of the mind of moving on from Slay and Bradbury. And the Bradbury thing, I'll preface by saying, if they cut him, they lose $10 million in cap space. I don't think it's a situation where Bradbury, where you can't have him in the building. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ha- like, he can come in, he can compete for a job. I think he brings a somewhat high floor as a backup just because of, of all the experience he has. And I don't think he'll be a detriment if Eli Ricks or Kelly Ringo is starting over him. So I'm not willing to take a cap hit like that and lose that cap space to get him out of the building. So I would bring both back. But with Bradbury, the expectation is, like, you got to compete for your job. Mm. You think Bradbury could play safety? Sometimes, no. sometimes corners do do it. Rod Woodson did it late in his uh, career. Troy did it. Troy Vincent did it late in his career. It. Yeah, when he, I think he went to Buffalo, he yeah. played safety. I just – I don't know if Bradbury has, like, the agility mm-hmm. and the, the, to, to, to do Definitely that. He does and not also, have the hips to do it because he got <laughs> – Right. <laughs> and I also don't think he has the speed. Like, you, I don't, certainly couldn't play single high safety. Right. And he's not a good tackler, so I don't really think you want him as your last line of defense. So I, I think his role at this point – is you got to hope the coordinator gets better play out of him or he's like a great backup to have in case someone gets hurt. Yeah, it'll be interesting how they play it. I mean, they probably can move on from one of these guys to take cap hit, but, you know, once you start doing two or three, it really affects the cap. Elliot, always appreciate hopping on, and we'll be listening when you're on on WIP. And, of course, Clap Your Hands podcast. I'm sure you guys will be reacting to the uh, the Embiid injury whenever we get the news. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Subscribe all your podcast platforms. There he goes. Elliot Shore Parks. We'll talk next week. Thank you, Elliot. Right, I'm good. Talk to you later. There he goes. Elliot, he thinks the Eagles dodged a bullet here. By not hiring Bill Belichick. I think so, too. I, I think that there would have probably been a culture disconnect with the way that he does things. And like I said, man, these kids are sensitive now. And I don't think that the way that he coaches would have jived well with the veterans that you have. Like, I think you bring in a coach like Belichick when you have uh, younger players that you can kind of mold a little bit. This is a, this is a great mix of veteran guys and young guys. I don't think it would have probably been a great fit. I really don't. So you may be right on that. I also think, couldn't the Eagles use a kick in the butt? They can. We just tried no, they, the Sirianni rah-rah stuff, and they, and they basically laughed at him for the last seven they weeks and can. didn't try. And you know what? And I feel like, you know, especially on that defensive side of the ball, that there's going to probably be a little bit of a kick in the pan. Well, with Fangio. Yeah, this defense did not have an identity. But I think that is probably easier to do it on the defensive side of the ball because there's probably going to be a lot of those veteran guys mm. that probably won't be here next year. You know, I read a report. I don't know how true it was, but I was, you know, scrolling through my my, my timeline, and there was some speculation on whether or not Fletcher Cox was going to come back for another year and well, play football. Yeah, I mean, I still think he has some stuff in the tank, but maybe he – who knows if he wants to anymore. Yeah. It's been a yeah, long he time. Might, he might just want to go hunt, go off into the sunset yeah. somewhere. Also, the Eagles have to start turning the leadership over in this team to the young guys, right? we got to do this at some point. I know if Jason wants to play, they're going to welcome him back with open arms, but at some point, it's almost like you delay the inevitable of turning the team over. These guys are not going to be here forever. No, they're not. They're not. And you, you're going to have to do a, a reset at some point. And that's, you know, that's a really interesting part of the offseason. I mean, Elliot seems to think that there's a chance they run a lot of this back. I mean, I was, I was not prepared for him to say Slay and Bradbury both I don't, back. I don't think so. I, I, I think it's hard. I think that's a hard sell to your fan base and to the philosophy that I feel like you're going to try to implement when you bring Vic Fangio in. I don't see – like, the, the biggest issues that we had – people talk about the pass rush. We mm. were talking about it this morning and how the pass rush was lackluster compared to what it was last year. 
the safety, the, the, excuse me, the corner play was not as good as it was the year before. It was, yeah, it went from good to bad. And that goes hand in hand, man. And I'm sitting in there and I'm, I'm listening and I'm like, you got to get better play from your corners. If you want your pass rush to be better, then you have to get better play for, in run support and you have to get better play in, in, in when they're throwing the football, pass protection. Well, pass, pass defense, when you're getting after the quarterback. Sure. You have to have that. And if you got guys playing 10 to 15 yards off the ball, nobody's ever going to get there. Well, and of course not, because the quarterback gets the ball in their hands so fast. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's definitely part of it. I just, I, I find, I can't wait to see how Howie approaches this offseason, because there really is two paths here. They could try to patch it together, go in again next year, tr- you know, think of themselves like the 10-1 and team that just had a bad stretch. We'll figure it out. We'll add a piece here, a piece there, and we'll go compete for a Super Bowl next year. Or they could look at themselves from a big picture and say, you know, we were outscored for the 18 games. Maybe we got to make a lot of changes around here. I don't know. I mean, as I sit here on January 31st, I have no idea which way the Eagles go this offseason. 215-592-9494. Let's get back to the phones. There's a lot to react to. Obviously, the Joel Embiid injury awaiting the MRI results. I would not add much to this team at the trade deadline. I, I just I wouldn't trade real assets, take on cap room for a superstar that's not healthy enough almost ever. And a team I just don't think is a championship team this year. I wouldn't do it. Hugh still is in on that idea of adding this team. He's got a list of names, DeJounte Murray, Zach Levine, and, of course, the Eagles. The report's out there that uh, if Sirianni didn't agree to the coaching changes, Belichick may have been the next coach. Do you think they'll regret not bringing Belichick in and moving on from Sirianni? 215-592-9494. Mark is in Woodbury Heights. Hey, Mark. Joe, I just heard Elliot Shore Parks. He seems like a nice guy, really does. Every time I hear him speak, I like question him how he has a job. What did he for say? What did he say there, this time to get you? <laughs> for you to sit, to get on the air and say you rather have Nick Sirianni than Bill Belichick is rid- utterly ridiculous. And all these people that are bad mouthing Belichick, okay, he's too tough, this and that. All this BS. The guy's been to Super Bowls as a coordinator. Uh, they want to because of his schemes with the Giants. I know it was a long time ago, but football's football. And look what he did with the Patriots. And I'm so glad you brought up the point of what he did the year Brady was hurt and what he did in Cleveland right, right before they sold the team, right? Mm-hmm. They were building that that franchise in Cleveland. To say Bill Belichick wouldn't be successful here is asinine. I just feel like I'm in I'm, I feel like I'm in Bizarro world. With the, it's not just the Eagles thing. Just in general, the way people are like, yeah, Belichick's not that good of a coach. I'm like, what, what have I been oh, watching I, it, for the last 30 years? I mean, I've watched a lot. Yeah, when people say he's not a good it, – it's the dumb one of the dumbest things I've ever heard on this radio station. I've been listening to this station for 40 years. To say Bill Belichick's not a good football coach, look what he's doing. He should have. They should have beat the Eagles this year, right? Opening day. Oh, they almost did. I mean, they had Mac Jones throw yeah. for three hundred and six yards. I don't give a yards. shit. I mean, I, I, I'm just shaking my head. Listen, Elliot Shore Park speak. I mean, I'm like, God, this guy has a job. This guy actually gets on the air and says some of these ridiculous things. Elliot, you know, idiot. I'm real person. <laughs> Well, and listen, Elliot, Elliot, Elliot Mark, we hey, appreciate relax, it. Elliot relax. does a good job. We love Elliot around. Now, Elliot, now you could Elliot. disagree with his take. Yeah, that, that's not 
that's not an asinine take, to be totally honest, because it's not like a whole lot of teams were lining up to sign, I mean, to hire Coach Belichick. That's fair. But, you know, he, what I do think is crazy is when we say he, Sirianni's a better coach. No, see, that, that I didn't. I don't subscribe to that. But if that's your opinion, you're entitled to yeah, well, it. That's what we do on WIP. We have yeah, opinions. Enti- everybody yeah. has an opinion, and, 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 you know, it's funny. A lot of people don't agree with it sometimes, but that I means, hey, that's fine. <laughs> But to, you know, make it a little bit personal like that one was. That well, was, that was he missed the part that Elliot literally got him to call into the radio station just by speaking. So he's wondering what, what he's doing on the radio. That Mark, that's exactly he did his what job. he's doing on the radio. Well, he has like, strong takes and, well, yeah, and, and we but, react to them. But what he's missing the point on is that, like, we're no one's saying that what Bill Belichick accomplished isn't great. We're wondering if the NFL has passed him by. It's very, very fair to wonder that. I he doesn't want anything significant in a while. I think that is fair. I do. I, do. I mean, it passed Tom Landry by. I mean, th- this happens, right? The, the good coaches fall. That happens. And sometimes they don't get back up at some point. I, I, that is totally fair. It's my theory, my belief, that he was undone by his own general manager work. That he can't see and doesn't have enough. Maybe it's energy. Hugh, you like to use the word bandwidth. I don't know. Like, I don't think Bill has the energy anymore to scout college, draft them, and yeah, it's a lot. Them. It's a lot yeah. of work because that's what we're talking about, especially when you talk about some of these young cats that we're going to have to draft this year. Which is that's why I I would have been good with this because I don't think he had to do all that here. How he's got the other part of it, he builds good rosters. There's plenty of talent here. I still he, think he goes Bill, out and hires he hires hired guns. Yeah, he needs to build. He needs to do a better job of building the roster. Sure, but the Eagles roster is still pretty good. I mean, yeah, pretty it, stout. But yeah. you need to get you need to get some defense. Of course they do. Defense. I just I still believe Bill can coach if he's given a good roster. And and look, I could I be wrong? I could. My the other part of this though is Sirianni's the coach. It's not like we have Andy Reid here. We don't have a top tier coach where it's like, come on, we got this guy. No, we have Nick Sirianni. Yeah, and all the stories coming out about him not being the guy is kind of you know that doesn't bode well for your uh, the 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 confidence that you have going into the season and people saying you didn't lose the locker room. Yeah, I actually kind of feel bad for Sirianni that this stuff is leaking out. It does not make him look good it, at it, all. No, it real, makes re, real talk. Real yeah, talk. it makes it look like the team only let him stay because they he was a puppet. Yeah, and that's not fair to him. I mean, whether it be true or not. It's not fair because it, it gives us a perception of him that the, he was the, a puppet. Yeah, the team shouldn't have that out there. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's how you hop aboard. All right, we have some audio to share. Devonte Smith and AJ Brown, especially Brown, addressing trade rumors that started yesterday at two p.m. on WIP. Well, actually, they started with OG Wade and callers, and we were talking about it, but they really went into overdrive yesterday on the afternoon show. AJ Brown was asked about him. What did he say? And why did he scrub his social media before the playoff game? Plus, did Nick Sirianni actually lose the locker room? Interesting stuff. You'll hear from AJ. Devontae coming up next. A midweek, mid-show take. And, of course, your phone calls. 215-592-9494. It's the Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Can you imagine, Devontae, uh, an Eagle squad without AJ? Um, Don't go break him off. You know, man, we, we brought him so close, man. You know, I, I enjoy hearing him you know, <laughs> playing together. Um. So yeah, man. You know, glad glad he's here. You know, hope that you know the media doesn't try to break us up, man. Like like they're doing. Uh oh, Devontae. Welcome back, midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giller, Devontae Smith. There on with Kay Adams up and Adams. So both Devontae Smith and AJ Brown today joined Kay Adams on her show on <laughs> like FanDuel TV. Like the media TV. trying to do. Like you mean like I I don't want to trade Devontae. Or or AJ, that's just no. Nah, he's talking about you. Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. That's what I mean. I don't recall. Camera and Richie. Well, I know somebody trying to trade. Him. Jack, wait, wait. I said we'll get to that in a second. All right. We also have AJ Brown there talking about the social scrub. Remember that whole thing right around the playoffs? He scrubbed his the social, social media, scrub. and we know what all that usually means. It means the player's unhappy. He wants out. He wants money. Kids these days, they do that uh, when they're upset about something. So here was A.J. Brown. Why did he scrub his social of all things Eagles? Are you happy where you are? And I think people are pointing to this because they saw you scrubbed your Instagram. Yeah, that had nothing to do with uh, with, with football or, you know, that's me um, just trying to grow as a person, you know. I'm mm. just trying to, you know, block out any negativity that, uh, um, that I can, as you see, as, as one of the reasons why, you know. So, um, but yeah. Well, I would have a question. Where's the what the Eagles were negativity? Where that's what the negativity was? I don't understand that. Why well, would you scrub all social stuff? media fans like you know, you know? Yeah. you could deactivate and not scrub. <laughs> yes. did, yeah, no. They, they take the Eagles off the profile. It leads us to wonder why you do that. This is why, like, social media is so powerful now. Like, and we all know we all know the social cues when it comes to social media. When you block somebody, that means they're like basically they're, they don't exist anymore to you. They're dead to you. They can't see you. You know, I mean, it's a, it's like it's a big deal. Mm. So you knew exactly what you were doing when you did that. That's the problem. Don't act like you didn't because you sent up a big red flag when you did that. And you also put a put a bullseye on your back because now people think you're emotional. Now, let me say this first because it's obvious that they listen because they're talking about, you know, media trying to get them traded. Whatever. I don't want to trade A.J. Brown. Never did. Never did. I feel like, you know, what he brings to the table and his emotional state, you could deal with that because most receivers that are of his caliber are kind of like that. You just have to figure out how to 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 navigate that. So that's not where I'm, I am with that. But be real and be honest about why you did it. You did it for a reason because you felt some kind of way about something. We don't know what it is, but you felt some kind of way about something. And now when somebody asks you about it, instead of just you know saying what it was, you, you're, trying to, you're trying to put that fire out. This is the problem. Like, you know, we talk about how we've got new coordinators and everybody's excited and all this other good stuff. We still ain't got to the nooks and crannies of what's going on with this. 
We ain't got down to the nitty gritty, no, man. No, we just have uh, facts and records and scores, but we don't know That's why. That's it. We don't know why. We yeah. do not know. You know, why. Brian Johnson got the, uh, the the bulk of it because he got fired, and so does Sean Desai and Matt Patricia. All right, so AJ says nothing to see here. Just scrub those socials. So I, what do you say? I could improve myself, be a better version of myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna start when I do random weird things. Why are you doing that? I'm just trying to be a better version of myself. Just trying to get better. All right. What about those trade rumors? Well, I don't know if there are real trade rumors. Here's what I do know. Yesterday, I saw this poll at WIP Afternoon Show. If you were the Eagles, would you trade at Afternoon's WIP, excuse me, would you trade A.J. Brown for Patrick Sertain? That was oh, my point. gosh, it's awful. Yeah, that was Jack's take yesterday. I actually thought it was an interesting conversation. Good debate between Ike and Jack. Yes. Fun conversation. I, I actually, I think they're even kind of players, like top five-ish kind of at their position. <laughs> Fun conversation. Uh, most people did not want to do it yesterday, and that's their prerogative, but I think that's what Kay Adams is asking about. I think these are the trade rumors that are out there about AJ, the ones that, you know, we just throw out at WIP to have a discussion. Here's what AJ said when asked by Kay Adams. Why does Twitter have this wild idea that you're getting traded? I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe they know something I don't know. I mean, have you heard anything about this? Is this like a media thing? Like, where is it? It's everywhere. I'm sure you've seen it. You know, I, uh, you know, I kind of been through this before, you know. I'm a vet, you know, um, so, you know, I remain quiet and, you know, uh, if something happens, I'll be waiting by the phone and not, then I'll be right here. The end of that was kind of weird. He, you know, it, if it happens, it happens. I mean, he didn't, he did say, I don't want to go anywhere. That was kind of, I, I thought it was an odd response. I mean, yeah. obviously she, they're not going off anything substantial. It's more just what people are talking about, like on WIP. Well, what do you think it, of his response? It kind of leads you to believe that, like I've been saying forever, that like there was a disconnect somewhere. And it also kind of validates or plays into why he del- he scrubbed his social media of Eagle stuff. Because if you say, like the, the easiest way to answer that, like, hey, I haven't heard anything about that. I want to be an Eagle. That's it. Yeah, that, exactly. If, if, I agree if, with you. If, if, if that happens, then I'll deal with that when that happens. But right now, I want to be an Eagle. Like you're being passive aggressive. And you wonder why. Like, a lot of times, and this is this is media one-on-one, young fellas. I'm about to sprinkle y'all with a little bit of game. T- Any time that you get on a social site with everybody watching what you say and what you do, you have to be very careful at how you handle yourself. You have to be careful the way you answer certain questions, and you have to be careful when you scrub your social media because people read into that. That's what we do on social media. We read into everything. So to be honest... If you want to be, if you want to keep it 100, you started these trade rumors when you scrubbed your social media, and you you led people to believe that you didn't want to be here. I, I also think it's a little disingenuous, and I know Kay Adams is just like a, she's just wondering what he thinks. She's asking a question, but like none of this is crazy. We just watched the best team in the NFL trade the best receiver in the NFL, right? Tyreek Hill two years ago was traded, and they keep winning. Because they didn't want pain. Right. So so it makes any NFL fan would wonder, is it worth it to keep my receiver? Can I build a better team a different way? The Eagles don't have any defensive backs that could play. I mean, I, I, I think the idea of all this is certainly reasonable. Do I think the Eagles are actually going to do it? No. I don't. I don't think they're Do I think they should do it unless they return as special? I wouldn't. And then also we watched him yell at the quarterback on the sidelines this year. This is all this when you create a recipe for, hey, should they trade this guy? The pot has been filled all year long with AJ Brown. And you helped fill it. <laughs> right. Like real talk, you helped fill it. I don't think that that AJ wants to be gone, but you've played a part, of course, in the narrative that has been created. I mean, let's just keep it real. 
And and for you not to sit and then on top of that, the way that you answer the question further plays into the narrative. I mean, seriously, it does. Because we all like we all try to read in the people that we don't know because we don't really know how AJ feels. We don't. So we're just left to read into what we hear him say mm. and then we speculate. That's what we do. What is what does that answer, question answer, remind you of? A piece of audio from another Eagle recently asking to endorse Another eagle. Jalen after the and game. And a very, like, playing dumb response. Oh, this is news to me. I didn't know he was going anywhere. Let, can we hear it again? So here's Kay Adams. Uh, this is what A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith this morning. She's asking A.J. about the trade rumors, which really, at this point, it's just discussions that have been had on this radio station. And I guess social media you know, takes those and has their own discussions. But, you know, the idea of what if the team would be better if they trade him for something big, here was that question and answer. Why does Twitter have this wild idea that you're getting traded? I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe they know something I don't know. I mean, have you heard anything about this? Is this like a media thing? Like, where is it? it's everywhere? I'm sure you've seen it. You know, I, I you know, I kind of been through this before. You know, I'm a vet. You know, uh, so you know, I remain quiet. And you know, uh, if something happens, I'll be waiting by the phone. And not, then I'll be right here. So you know, Hugh, he said I've been through this before. He was traded once before. Yeah, he was. And what does he, that mean? Like, does he is he? It's almost like he's giving oxygen to something that she's saying is not even a real thing. People are just talking about it, and he's like, "Yeah, I've been through this before. Been through what? A train? I, I don't think. Like, I think maybe he was caught off guard with the question. Maybe. I mean, I, and, I wonder if he, he is he off social media. Maybe he really didn't see it. I mean, if he's not on and there, he has to be a little bit more media savvy. But again, like I said, the easy way to answer that is like, "Hey, I don't hear anything about that. I want to be an eagle. That's it." That, and, and we'll kill that. Kay, I don't know what you've been, or even have fun with Kay, I don't know what social sites you've been reading, but baby girl, or don't call her baby girl, that's probably. Yeah, that probably wouldn't. Probably would. That dog don't hunt. I was, I, I was about me, to miss, throw it back at you. That dog don't that, hunt. That, that dog don't hunt. <laughs> miss, excuse me, miss, but that is not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I want to be here. I'm excited about this year coming up, and I'm excited to get this thing back going in the right way. That would have been a good thing, yeah. It just it was an odd response. Maybe he was caught off guard. I, but again, the idea, and I, this is more towards the way she framed the question, that all this is like, what are you, what? The idea of trading a player off a team that lost six out of seven? You guys, crazy. Any, anyone could be traded. It's the NFL. This happens all the time. All right, so last one here, and then we'll get back to all your phone calls on all things, and you can react to this. AJ Devante, the Belichick stuff with the Eagles maybe having real interest if Sirianni didn't agree to his coaching staff. And, of course, Joel Embiid, we're waiting on MRI results. Does all this and his injury change the way you want to approach the deadline? But let's hear Devontae Smith. You know, we've wondered, did Sirianni lose the locker room? What happened at the end of the season? Here's Devontae. Devontae, a lot of people are saying Coach Sirianni lost the team. What would you say to that? Um, no, I don't, I don't think he lost the team. I think we just had some things that we needed to adjust to, and we just didn't do that well as a team. Uh, I don't think he lost the team at all. Devontae, and we've talked to him before. We had him on last summer. He's a, he's a, he's a concise speaker. No, yeah, I don't think he lost the team. That's all you have to say. Yeah. That's it. Well, that's and, not an easy it. question. It is one, but you, the more you talk, probably the worse you make it if you answer a question Yeah, like just that. answer. Just say, no, nah, I don't think he did it. So uh, just a couple real quick side notes here. Um, he, AJ Brown was asked about his knee injury. said he's fine. Knee's fine. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, so the Pro Bowl... You know, whatever that was, probably more of just... Uh, Maybe he didn't want to go. Yeah, it's a meaningless game. It's a pro ball. You know, who cares? Um, and then there was a moment sort of when AJ was talking about the trade rumors that Devontae Smith briefly cut in and gave us... 
Devontae's like he ain't, he ain't going anywhere. Yeah, because he 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 needs him. I mean, they're a tandem. We got to figure out how we're gonna pay him. But uh, yeah, I, we'll I, see I if he feels the same way when he's up for contract. Uh, of course, it's, it's it's all fun and games until the money. But even gets if, even if that is the case, you said he said the right thing in the moment. Like like seriously, he said the right thing in the moment, and I think that's the most important thing. If you don't want to give anybody anything, just just don't. Like I think this is this is where it gets me. Don't play stupid. Because you're better, you're better than that. You're strategic in everything that you do. Mm. These players have been around long enough. I'm not saying that that AJ's being stupid, but he's being real strategic in the way that he's placing the words that he's using. It's like, uh, you know, I don't know. I ain't heard that. That's a yes and no question. That's a yes and no answer. I should say. You should just say no. I don't. I haven't heard that rumor, and I don't. I don't want to go anywhere. Bottom line, that kills all of that. That kills anything, any speculation or any of that. That kills all of that right there. I'll, no, I'm not going anywhere. Let's go to the phone lines here. 215-592-9494 is how you hop aboard. All things on the table here to react to. Uh, we have Noel. He was in Boston. Hey, Noel. Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Anytime, and, uh, Noel. What are you thinking today? And, and quick and quick. I just called in. Yeah, I, I was saying, like, I don't know why this conversation has triggered me about A.J. Brown, but it is. And also, let me get my Belichick point really quick, because I've lived up here in Boston for 20-some years, went through the whole Tom Brady Belichick thing. I am very, very, very glad we did not hire that man. I don't want him anywhere near the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of pursed lips that are not saying all the true things that they would like to say about him and his tenure here, but um, I don't want him anywhere near the Eagles. Uh, you know, Sirianni is not a better coach, but he's a better coach for the Eagles in this, in this situation. Plus, um, our offense would suffer. Mac Jones, just look at that. As far as A.J. Brown, um, that man has balled out for this team. I mean, two straight seasons, 1,400 yards. I think even talking about trading him, to me, is nothing but clickbait. If you want to talk about social media, it's straight-up clickbait. It's the dumbest thing that I could ever think of. This well, offense well, why? would tank. But why? With a, this offense would tank without A.J. Brown. I get this offense is it's Jalen Hurts is, is, the, is the, the straw that stirs the drink. But AJ Brown is the liquid. You take him out of this offense, and where does it go? So, but no, goes, hold on, hold on. It, it goes nowhere. Let me ask you and a question thing, before. Hold on, yeah. because you you call it clickbait, and I don't think that's fair. It's it's a fair conversation. AJ Brown is a wide receiver. He's a really good wide receiver. We just watched the best team in the NFL trade away a better wide receiver and continue to win. He plays a position that historically, yep. historically, you do not need a top top guy to win. It helps. And yeah, they, it could be nice. But, but hold on, hold on. So you're saying it's ridiculous, but NFL has shown us you don't need that guy to win Super Bowls. Well, maybe, but the, the no, no, it's not maybe. It's not not maybe. How how many since Jerry Rice stopped playing? How many times has the best receiver in the league been on the Super Bowl champion? Not very often. Is well, that, maybe not. But I still think I think what the conversation was more about. Like I brought it to AJ Brown being important to this offense, which I still think is true. And I think Kansas City made a decision because they had to make a business decision at that time. Of ultimately, we're going to have to make a business decision too, and we'll yeah, see what happens. Well, yes, of course. You know, but but going back to the whole social media thing, I mean. I believe, and there's been tons of players around the league, they scrub their social media because right. it gets flooded with this stuff, with the negativity, non- nonstop, 24-7, and the playoffs were coming up, and I believe he wanted to focus. 
So he wasn't going to play in the playoffs. He knew that when he scrubbed it. I mean, I, no, I don't care if he scrubbed his social. I mean, if it, if it helps him feel well, better, if people it, obviously do care because we're still talking about it. Well, because <laughs> well, here's why: because when that happens, there's been like a pattern now, right? The last I don't know five, six years since it became where everyone has all these accounts everywhere. When players yep. do this, a lot it of times something happens. If I'm it not means mistaken, something. if I'm not mistaken, and, and I, I I have to remember this, but I think Julio scrubbed Julio Jones. Scrubbed his social media before he left Atlanta. So there is something to this. I mean, yeah. you can't, you just can't say that it's not a thing because even if it wasn't a thing for him, other players that have done this, it's been a thing. Yeah, and no, no. there, there are there are those examples, but yeah. weren't there? But there were all those stories too, right, about the cancer, and then we come out. And we hear from Jordan Mailata and others that it was AJ getting the team together, right? Going mm-hmm. to the escape room, trying to build the unity, the bond. And then you hear when the season was over, you hear the story about Jalen Hurts. And again, it was AJ was the leader. AJ was the vocal one. He's the family one. So all that stuff we were hearing was BS, right? Well, we hear what they tell us. You, you, the, the, it's very controlled, man. I, I will say that. Because if, if – I will say this to that. His teammates came out and offended him. The organization didn't. And that, that's not an that's indictment true. against the organization. That's, that's just true. me looking at it from both angles. Because when the stories you, you know they can't too, right? Like, no, you they know can't. The they can. If, that, if they, that, that lets them lose leverage come contract. No, time. but what I'm saying is they can. And he probably, like, like I'm reading into this now. This is nothing that I know for a fact. And he felt some kind of way about nobody coming to his defense. Because for a couple of weeks, everybody was convinced that AJ was the bad guy, and everybody went back to a few weeks earlier when him and him and uh, Jalen was on the sideline yelling and screaming at each other, and they were convinced that he was the leak in the media, and they were convinced that he was the cancer in the locker room, and yep. nobody, nobody outside of the guys that were on the team came to his defense. I hear you. Yeah, I last you. thing, and no, it's a good phone call. Well, I'm, and I might be in the minority. I think I am on this. I yep. never think it's crazy to talk about trading. Anyone. I mean, I'm the guy who sat here three years ago and said, I'd trade Bryce Harper for Juan Soto. I would have traded Trey Turner in the middle of last season. If, if I think it makes the team better, and I think when Jack and Ike started their show yesterday, Jack's premise was trading AJ for Sertain makes the Eagles better. Like, if you think it makes the team better, it's a fair conversation. That, that's the way yeah, I approach I- sports. I, I agree. I agree with you on that point. I, I don't agree with Sertain making the team better. I, I look. I think we've got some young guys. Right, and and, and that's like fair, right? You develop. you may disagree with the the uh, like the the, the prem like the, the idea of the trade, but the premise, and that's just the way I approach it too. And Noel, yeah. we, we appreciate no, the phone true. call. Yeah, and I get it. But you know what's interesting there? Noel, who said he lived the last twenty years in Boston, he uh, he also thinks the Belichick thing would have been a mistake. We had uh, Kyle. We had Elliot on a little earlier talking about this, and he was just so strong that Belichick would have been a big mistake. Yeah, and Elliot was sponsored by Bet Parks. Open the Bet Parks app. New users win your first $10 bet and get $125 in bonus bets. Must be 21 in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. It's pretty wild. I, I never thought, and it's, I get it, he, he fell the last few years. He's 72. I just never thought there'd be a time where you hear, Belichick? Ah, bad idea. That would That would have gone bad. Hiring the, the crazier part is that they're right. Wow. I I think everyone's argument on this would, would hit me a little harder if Nick Sirianni wasn't the coach that we were we were working on here with all that. Let's talk to Will in Maryland. What's up, Will? My thing on um, Belichick, and I'm not saying he's a bad coach. My thing with not bringing Belichick on is how many coaches that have won a championship somewhere went somewhere else and had success? 
Not many. Doesn't ha- the, the idea of it doesn't happen very often. I haven't seen any that made it back to the um, championship game since after having success somewhere else. Yeah, but I heard that about quarterbacks, too, at one point, right? Like, who wins a Super Bowl somewhere else? Then Peyton Manning did it. Then Tom Brady did it. So uh, that's, that's a little different. I do have a, I well, do have a question for you also. Well, okay. What is it, Will? I'm listening. Not you, not you. Oh, Hugh, not you. Oh, that, what's up, bro? That happens sometimes. Got, well, I do that they, sometimes. They don't know who he is. Uh, <laughs> I, I say you, but I mean Hugh. All right, what, go ahead. You got it, Will. Uh, you, um, I'm not just looking at I heard what you said earlier about these guys playing off. How come you don't see more defenses playing more press? You know you know what's funny? I Like, watching the games the last couple of weekends, not so much press, but they play more aggressive. And, right. and uh, they play, play more aggressive in the passing game. Nobody wants to get beat deep, so they want to yeah, play I know, off. Of I know it's, it's a high risk, high re, high risk reward with that. But I, I was I was just thinking back to that one year when New England did it against the against the Colts up there in New England, and then then they beat they mm. pretty much beat up on the Colts. Oh yeah, with Ty, Ty Law and all those guys beating yeah. up Marvin Harrison. And then you got you got to have yeah. that you got to have that personnel that you can do yeah. that with, man. So like, that's yeah, that's important. So the one thing, and then Will, it's a good yeah, phone call, and, and you're right. This doesn't happen as much. They did change the rules after that because that was before the rules. Remember that, that we used to be able to bump them the whole time. Now yeah. you you pass five yards, you can't touch you can't anymore. Touch them. So, it, but a lot of guys, you see, like the thing that jumped out to me this weekend with the corner play was that they played off, but they did a hell of a job coming up mm. and, and and form tackling, uh, making sure that yards after the catch was not a big deal. That That's what you see more, and that's you can't do that playing 10 to 15 yards off. you got to be able to get up there and, and get in that, that uh, receiver's face yeah. a little bit, man. I also think teams are afraid of giving up big plays, so yeah. if, you, if you play up and they get past you, then they, you know it's a big play waiting to happen. All right, let's get to a midday, midweek, mid-show not sports take here. It's midday, midweek, mid show with Joe Gillio. Med, 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 med. All right, Hugh, I, I've been thinking about this one for a while. What you got, Joe? All right, so if you are if you're doing something or participating in something that will let you have extra time, let's just give a couple examples, like a library book, mm-hmm. okay, or the t- uh, when you pay for your parking on the street here, right? Mm-hmm. If you're allowed to have extra time. They should just let you put in all your time at the beginning rather than you have to go check it when it's time. For example, let's say I, I have a, I'm parking my car outside, right? Mm-hmm. And I get six hours at where I'm sitting, or four. I have to go back into the app and add some more hours if I'm going to be here for longer. Why can't I just do that from the beginning? Like, I'm obviously allowed to stay there as long as I want, as long as I keep adding more time and paying. Mm-hmm. But you can't do it in the beginning. Like, so I, where I park, it's usually four hours. So at, when four hours ends, I get a little buzz on my phone, and I have to Tell add you four hours up, and I have to add another hour and a half. So I, so, so I can't start the process with just the full six hours. So it only gives you like a four-hour block of yes. time because it, I see it as far, as far as parking is concerned. Because I guess, especially in the city, I'm not I'm not condoning this, but I I, I hear what you're saying. I guess because in the city. They're thinking about it like, what could you possibly be doing in the city for four hours? Well, doing a show. <laughs> yeah, I mean that 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 like you know when I found out speaking of parking, I found out. While our parking got all messed up, somebody was taking the wrong parking space. Oh, no. That's why I messed it. They kicked everybody out. Yeah, we got a lot of issues parking. I'm just saying, if I'm allowed to continue parking there, just let me add all the money All the time you need. It's it's one thing if, like, the rule is you have to leave the spot after four hours. That would be different. But Mm -hmm. that's not the rule. No, it's just like, get you more money. Well, you know, I have a theory on what it is. 
more they, money. Well, I think people will forget to go back to the app and feed the more money, and then you're not actually paying for parking, and then they nail you for a ticket. Yeah, I tell you what, and you see those parking attendants, those people that walk around the city, they're like vultures. That's why I, I always like when I go to the to the uh, to Trader Joe's over yeah. there because you know I became one of them Trader Joe's. Uh, you guys. become a Trader Joe yeah. person. I make sure I put enough time on there because you know you never know how the line is going to be, especially the one over here. You know the parking lot's free in there. Well, no, what, what happens is on certain days, Joe, it's like oh, it backs the, up. It's I like know. the club. Yeah. It's like everybody trying to get parking at the Trader Joe's. So I just park on the street. So I just try to make sure I put enough time on this so I can run it in, get what I need, and run back out. But those people be waiting like vultures, man. So, yeah, you got to be careful with that. Oh, they're relentless. Yeah. I, and I that, that fine is way more than what you're going to Oh, say. yeah. I'm just saying, if I'm allowed to stay there and I, I am allowed to just by, by adding time to my, my meter, just let me do it all at once. Let's, let's, let's cut the middleman out. 215-592-9494. All right. We'll keep the calls rolling. Final hour of the show. Belichick. Did the Eagles make a mistake keeping Sirianni over him? And Bede's injury, was it changed how the Sixers should approach the deadline here? And your reaction, what you heard, AJ and Devontae with K Adams Plus. Look out, everybody. Jerry Jones says he's done screwing around. Time to get serious. We'll hit that next. Sports Radio 94 WIP. If you're a caregiver in the Philadelphia or Lehigh Valley areas looking after a loved one, reach out to my friends at AmeriBest today. When you call 1-800-HOME-CARE, a live onboarding specialist will assist you in the hiring process. AmeriBest offers daily pay, performance bonuses, reward programs, and more to support their caregivers. Let AmeriBest take care of you so you can focus on what matters most, and that's caring for your loved one. Call AmeriBest today at 1-800-HOME-CARE or visit AmeriBestHomeCare.com slash radio. AmeriBest! We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.